Good day, everyone. Austin here, and you're listening to Adventures in Wikipedia. Today, in Wikipedia, we're going to begin by exploring the topic exercise. So, I did see someone on Twitter say, hey, maybe you could start with measles, but what I did was I started reading about measles, and not only was it super depressing, I also found a whole bunch of words that were really difficult to pronounce, and, uh... I'm going to try to steer away from that. So at this point, what I'm going to do is go ahead and talk about exercise, and then I'll post that section of measles like at the end, um, probably after the sponsor segment, if you're interested, which I don't think I get that deep into it. But anyways, exercise is any bodily activity that enhances or maintains physical fitness and overall health and wellness. It is performed for various reasons, including increasing growth and development, preventing aging, strengthening muscles and cardiovascular system, honing athletic skills, weight loss or maintenance, improving health, and also for enjoyment. Many individuals choose to exercise outdoors where they can congregate in groups, socialize, and enhance well-being. So let's go ahead and look at health effects. So physical exercise is important for maintaining physical fitness and can contribute to maintaining a healthy weight, regulating digestive health, building and maintaining healthy bone density, muscle strength, joint mobility, promoting psychological well-being, reducing surgical risks, and strengthening the immune system. Some studies indicate that exercise may increase life expectancy and the overall quality of life. People who participate in moderate to high levels of physical exercise have a lower mortality rate compared to individuals who by comparison are not physically active. Moderate levels of exercise have been correlated with preventing aging by reducing inflammatory potential. The majority of the benefits from exercise are achieved with around 3,500 metabolic equivalent minutes per week. So, metabolic equivalent, or MET, or metabolic equivalent of task, is the objective measure of the ratio of the rate at which a person expends energy relative to the mass of that person, while performing some specific physical activity compared to a reference set by a convention at 3.5 milliliters of oxygen per kilogram per minute. So essentially, as long as you're doing something in relation, like your body size compared to, you know, that activity. So for example, climbing stairs 10 minutes, vacuuming 15 minutes, gardening 20 minutes, running 20 minutes, and walking or bicycling for transportation 25 minutes on a daily basis would together achieve about 3,000 met minutes a week. A lack of physical activity causes approximately 6% of the burden of disease from coronary heart, from, I'm sorry, <clears throat> coronary heart disease, 7% of type 2 diabetes, 10% of breast cancer, and 10% of colon cancer worldwide. Overall, physical inactivity causes 9% of premature mortality worldwide. So, I'm just going to keep going on this and read fitness. Individuals can increase fitness following increases in physical activity levels. Increases in muscle size from resistance training is primarily determined by diet and testosterone. This genetic variation and improvement from training is one of the key physiological differences between elite athletes 
and larger population in the larger population. So studies have shown that exercising in middle age leads to better physical ability later in life. Early motor skills and development have also shown to be related to physical activity and performance later in life. Children who have more proficient motor skills early on are more inclined to be physically active and thus tend to perform well in sports and have better fitness levels. Early motor proficiency has positive correlation to childhood physical activity and fitness levels while less proficient in motor skills result in the tendency to partake in a more sedentary lifestyle. What I'm getting from that is if you're active as a kid, you'll be active as an adult and your overall, you know, fitness will be improved. And then, you know, the other side of that would be the other one. So I'm going to go ahead and skip down to the sleep part um, just because I know that's important and I'm interested in it and that's what I'm looking at so we're going to read preliminary evidence from a 2012 review indicated that physical training for up to four months may increase sleep quality in adults over 40 years of age a 2010 review suggested that exercise generally helps improved sleep for most people and may help people with insomnia which insomnia, for those of you who don't know, um, is also known as sleeplessness. So it is a sleep disorder in which people have trouble sleeping. Um, and that's, you know, people having a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep as long as desired. Uh, it's typically followed by daytime sleepiness, low energy, irritability, and depression. Uh, there's more to that, which, you know, you can cover that if you'd like on your own. Um, but there is sufficient evidence to draw detailed conclusions about the relationship between exercise and sleep a 2018 systematic review and meta-analysis suggested that exercise can improve sleep quality in people with insomnia so you might be saying hey i see people exercising all the time it might be too much so here we are on excessive exercise too much exercise can be harmful without proper rest the chance of stroke or other circulation problems increases and muscle tissue may develop slowly. Extremely intense long-term cardiovascular exercise, as can be seen in athletes who train for multiple marathons, has been associated with scarring of the heart and the heart rhythm abnormalities. Specifically, high cardiac output has been shown to cause enlargement of the left and right ventricle volumes increased ventricle wall thickness, and greater cardiac mass. These changes further result in myocardial cell damage in the lining of the heart, leading to scar tissue and thickened walls. During these processes, the protein troponin uh, increases in the bloodstream. So troponin, all right, I need to hover over this so it'll open. Why is it not doing that? Troponin, troponin, T-R-O-P-O-N-I-N, which uh, I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like a bunch of uh, party confetti. Um, so the troponin complex is a complex of regulatory proteins. Wow, super interesting. Um, but that will increase. And I lost my spot. Um, but if it increases in the bloodstream. So this indicates that cardiac muscle cell death and increased stress on the heart has occurred. No, that's, that's a thing. So inappropriate exercise can damage, or I mean, it can do more harm than good. 
with uh, the definition of inappropriate bearing according to the individual. So overtraining for you might not be the same for someone else and, you know, vice versa. So uh, there's that thing called individual difference, which I'm sure is in here, but uh, I know from experience, you have to train really hard to overdo it, but it can happen. So I'm going to scroll down and see if there's anything else pretty cool on there. Oh, they have exercise trends. So worldwide, there has been a large shift towards less physically demanding work. This has been accompanied by increasing use of mechanized transportation, a greater prevalence of labor-saving technology in the home, and fewer active recreational pursuits. Personal lifestyle changes, however, can correct a lack of physical exercise. Research in 2015 indicates regulating mindfulness to physical exercise interventions increases exercise adherence, self-efficacy, and also the positive effects of both psychological and physiologically, right? So, yeah, nutrition and recovery, blah, 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 blah. I don't think we have to get into all that, but um, pretty much what I'm getting out of this is uh, exercise is good. They have a guy running in water and they have weight training. Let's check out some weight training. It's a common type of strength training for developing the strength and size of skeletal muscles. It utilizes the force of gravity in the form of weighted bars, dumbbells, or weight stacked in order to oppose the force generated by muscles through concentric or eccentric contraction. Weight training uses a variety of specialized equipment to target specific muscle groups and types of movement. Sports where strength training is central are bodybuilding, weightlifting, powerlifting, and strongman, highland games, hammer throw, shot put, discus throw, and the javelin throw. Many other sports use strength training as part of their training regimen, notably American football, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, lacrosse, MMA, rowing, rugby, track and field, boxing, and wrestling um so it's showing all the different stuff so the genealogy of lifting can be tracked back to the beginning of recorded history where humanity's fascination with physical abilities can be found among numerous ancient writings in many prehistoric tribes they would have a big rock they would try to lift or the first one to lift it would inscribe their name on the stone. Such, ro uh, <laughs> such rocks have been found in Greek and Scottish castles. Uh, progressive resistance training dates back to the ancient Greece, uh, where legend has it that wrestler Milo of Croton trained by carrying a newborn calf on his back every day until it was fully grown. So Milo of Croton, let's check this dude out. Um was a 6th century BC wrestler from Magna Gratian city of Croton who enjoyed a brilliant wrestling career and won many victories in the most important athletic festivals of ancient Greece. In addition to his athletic victories, Milo is credited by the ancient commentator Diotrius Siculus. Again, I apologize for the mispronunciation of this gentleman's name. Uh, with leading his fellow citizens to military triumph over neighboring Siberius in 510 BC. So Milo was also said to have carried a bull on his shoulders and have burst a band about his bow by simply inflating the veins of his temples. Well, that's crazy. So the date of Milo's death is unknown. He may still be alive according to this, which I doubt, but... 
Um, he reportedly was attempting to tear a tree apart when his hands became trapped in the crevice of its trunk and a pack of wolves surprised and devoured him. What? Like, there's a picture of him. Oh, he, yeah, he's being eaten by the wolves. Um, that's the picture. It's an 18th century oil-on-canvas painting, which is him, like, trampling one wolf, and the other wolf is, like, trying to come... He's got, like, a leopard... A leopard skin cloak type deal. Pretty awesome. Let's check out his military experience. About 510 BC, hostiles... I'm sorry, hostile hostilities arose between Croton and nearby Siberius when uh, Teles, a Siberite tyrant, banished the 500 wealthiest citizens of Siberius after seizing their property. It does not sound like a cool dude. Um, when the displaced Siberites sought refuge at Croton and uh, Teles... I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing these improperly. I'm not good at pronouncing Greek uh, or any of that, but... Um, uh, they demanded their return. Uh, an opportunity for the Crotoniates, Crotoniates to destroy a powerful neighbor presented itself. In an ancient, or I'm sorry, in an account that uh, appeared 500 years after the event, Diodorus uh, Siculus wrote that the philosopher Pythagoras who spent much of his life in Croton, urged the Croton assembly to protect the banished citizens of Siberius. When uh, the decision to do so was made, the dispute between the two cities was aggravated. Each took up arms, and Milo led the charge against Siberius. So, according to Diodorus, uh, 100,000 men of Croton were stationed with 300,000 Siberite troops ranged against them. Milo, the athlete, led them through his tremendous physical strength. For, uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to read that again um, because this is his quote. So 100,000 men of Croton were stationed with 300,000 Cyberite troops ranged against them. Milo the athlete led them and through his tremendous physical strength first turned the troops lined up against him. So I guess back then athletes led the armies into battle. I mean, that seemed like a thing. I mean, that's literally what I'm looking at. But uh, Diodorus indicates Milo led the charge against the Cyberites wearing his Olympic crown draped in a lion's skin and brandishing a club in a manner similar to the mythic hero Heracles. And there's a picture of Heracles, which, you know, it's a gentleman. He's got a bow and a club and he's wearing a lion skin. He's completely naked other than that lion skin and he has an Olympic wreath, which... You know, he's leading a charge of 100,000 men into 300,000 men. And that's what combat looked like back then. That's uh, pretty gnarly. Um, why is this not a movie? I mean, I don't know if you could, you know, show all of that um, to accuracy, but I'm going to read this again. 100,000 men of Croton were stationed with 300,000 Cyberite troops ranged against them. Milo the athlete led them and through his tremendous physical strength first turned the troops lined up against him. I mean, here's a, there's a picture of Heracles. And I mean, this is, uh, that's a cool story. So anyways, Milo's legendary strength and death have become the subject of modern art and literature. His death was a popular subject in 18th century art 
and in many images of the period, his killer is portrayed as a lion rather than wolves, um, which they have a picture of that as well. But um, I don't know. Maybe don't try to tear down a tree without an axe, regardless of how strong you are. But um, either way, uh, let's see what we're looking at on time. Looks like we're just passing 16 minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and attach that segment on the measles. Um, I apologize for uh, the lack of content recently. Um, shout out to everybody who started following us on Twitter. Uh, if you have anything that you want us to read about on Wikipedia, go ahead and post it on there. Uh, if you think it's cool, feel free to subscribe. We're at in Wikipedia on Twitter. Uh, you can also check out uh, adventuresinwikipedia.com. There's a website. It pretty much just has the Twitter feed and uh, you can probably check us out. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play our cool fancy advertisements uh maybe some cool sounds and then uh i'm gonna have the segment on measles and then some other music and then uh that'll be it for this episode uh, i'm gonna go ahead and put some more stuff up uh throughout the week shout out to everybody listening i don't know if you can subscribe i mean if you can subscribe if you're listening to this on itunes or on spotify you know do that uh check us out i'll keep them short and brief and if you have any feedback again hit us up on twitter all right thanks guys I have to unlock. All right, I know I said that we were done, but um, there's a segment in here called Feats of Strength. This is still on the topic of Milo. So anecdotes about his almost superhuman strength and lifestyle. I mean, that's, that's what they're talking about here. His daily diet allegedly consisted of nine kilograms. That's 20 pounds of meat. Nine kilograms, again, that's 20 pounds of bread and 10 liters. That's 18 pints of wine. Pliny the Elder and Selenius both attribute Milo's invincibility in competition to the wrestler's consumption of electoriae, which is the gizzard stones of a rooster. Legends say he carried his own bronze statue to its place at Olympia and once carried a four-year-old bull on his shoulders before slaughtering, roasting, and devouring it in one day. He was said to have achieved the feat of lifting the bull starting in childhood, lifting and carrying a newborn calf, and repeating uh, the feat daily as it grew to maturity. I think we talked about that already. So, One report says that the wrestler was able to hold a pomegranate without damaging it while challengers tried to pry his fingers from it. And another report says that he could burst a band fastened around his brow by inhaling air and causing the temple veins to swell. Uh, he was said to maintain his footing on an oil discus while others tried to push him from it. The feats have been attributed to misinterpretations of statues depicting Milo with his head bound in Victor's ribbon. Oh, Victor's ribbons. Um, his hand holding the apple of victory and his feet positioned on a round disc that would have been fitted onto a pedestal or base. So... When he participated in the Olympics for the 17th time and collided against a fellow, uh, the 18-year Timasitio, no, Timasitio, Timasitio, uh, who admired him as a child and where he learned many moves, the final his opponent bowed before they had even started fighting in a sign of respect. 
This was the only case in the history of Greece where we remember the name of the man who finished second in a race or competition for his exploits as a supporter of the Demaeus erected a statue in the stadium of Olympia where he was represented standing on a disc with their feet united. Um, I don't really get what that means. I'm going to read that again just in case I'm... So when... When Milo participated in the Olympics for the 17th time and collided against a fellow, the 18-year, however you say his name, Timasitio, T-I-M-A-S-I-T-E-O, who admired him as a child where he also learned many moves, the final, his opponent bowed before they had even started fighting in a sign of respect. This was the only case in the history of Greece where we remember the name of the man who finished second in a race. I guess they just remembered him because of how that went out, but um, yeah. I just wanted to go over that just because of his daily diet. So, if you want to start some old ancient Greek exercise, you know, try to eat, you know, stones that you get from chicken gizzards, rooster gizzards, and, uh, you know, eat 20 pounds of meat, drink, you know, a bunch of wine and, uh, and bread. Bread, wine, and meat. Lots of it, and then uh, lift a cow every day. I wonder if that's a thing. Um, if you could start, you know, selling cattle as weightlifting equipment. I mean, I guess if you could uh, somehow figure out how much weight, you know, a calf gains every day, you could get like a big sandbag, and then you know, every day add that much weight to it, right? Hey, that's an idea. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, if you want to collab on that. You know how to find me. Uh, you can contact me uh, at <laughs> adventuresinwikipedia.com or hit me up on uh, at in Wikipedia on Twitter. All right. Thanks, guys. Adventures in Wikipedia. Cue the intro music. So, um, good afternoon, everyone. I hope everyone has had an awesome week. I know mine was all right. Uh, the weather hasn't been great, and everybody's sick. Um, uh, feel free to give us a follow on Twitter. It's a great way to get a quick little follow back. Um, I used to send out thank you notes, but I'm not going to do that anymore because uh, I just started following somebody that thanks everybody for following them. And uh, if you're tired of you know seeing that, if you already follow at in Wikipedia on Twitter. You know, uh, I'm not going to apologize for that because I think it's an awesome gesture, but uh, you shouldn't see that anymore. Okay. Um, now, uh, yeah. So I put a tweet out there and I was like, hey, if anyone has a good topic for us to start with, you know, let us know. And um, CTC went ahead and said, yeah, you should start with measles. Um, so here I am. Um, there is a picture of an unfortunate young kid with uh, a four-day measles rash, which is really bumming me out right now. So I'm going to try to get out of this topic as quickly as possible, but I'm seeing a lot of things like vitamin A, nasal secretions, middle ear infection, inflamed eyes. Um, But I'm going to stay true to my word, and we're going to start with measles. Um, Measles is a highly contagious infectious disease caused by the measles virus. 
Symptoms usually develop 10 to 12 days after exposure to an infected person and last 7 to 10 days. Initial symptoms typically include fever, often greater than 40 degrees Celsius, that's 104 degrees Fahrenheit for you Americans out there, like myself. Uh, You get a cough, runny nose, and inflamed eyes. Small white spots known as coplex spots may form inside the mouth two or three days after the start of symptoms. A red flat rash will usually start on the face and then spread to the rest of the body and it begins three to five days after the start of the symptoms. Common complications include diarrhea, middle ear infection, pneumonia, less commonly seizures, blindness, or inflammation of the brain may occur. Other names include morbili, rubella, red measles, and English measles. Rubella, which is sometimes called German measles, and rosola are different diseases caused by unrelated viruses. Measles is an airborne disease which spreads easily through coughs and sneezes of infected people. It may also be spread through the contact with uh, gross stuff that other people might have. So um, we're going to go ahead and click on in combination because there's a hot link with that and it has an MMR vaccine. Uh, I, I don't, I didn't think that's how it worked, but here we are looking at the MMR vaccine uh, is a vaccine against measles, mumps, and rubella, which is the German measles. The first dose is generally given to children around nine to 15 months of age with a second dose at 15 months to six years of age, with at least four weeks between the doses. Uh, After two doses, 97% of people are protected against measles, 88% against mumps, and uh, 97% against rubella. The vaccine is also recommended to those who do not have evidence of immunity. Let's click on immunity. In biology, immunity is the balanced state of multicellular organisms having adequate biological defense to fight infection, disease, or other unwanted biological invasion while having adequate tolerance to avoid allergy and autoimmune disease. Um, So let's click on tolerance, shall we? Immune tolerance or immunological tolerance or immunotolerance is a state of unresponsive... Hold on one second. There's people being really loud... Preventing me from recording anything of any quality. 